Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a And welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I am your host to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you love a determiner, and FamilyPetAncestry.com brings you to JackieCation.com because it makes me laugh to this very day. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg and his wife, Sarah Cohen, sing. Mike composed uh, the song for the intro to the Dork Forest. He will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of this program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does the website, JackieCation.com. What else? You know, you guys know I have a new CD, and it's and it did really well. It was on charts. It's called the, I Am Not the Hero of the Story, and it is great. I'm very proud of it. You should buy it digitally. You can get it at all the places. You can just listen to it for free at all the places, or you can get a hard copy of a CD from me at JackieCation.com on the merch page. Uh, also on the merch page, different t-shirts and the rest of my CDs and the DVD from Horcrux, which was my last album, which was also a, a DVD. The new album, just an album, so know in your hearts. Also at JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, there is an Amazon portal where you can support the show by when you shop at Amazon using that portal, only in the United States, I'm afraid, only using that portal, you just shop as normal at Amazon. And the Dork Forest gets a little bit of a kickback. So I appreciate if you shop at Amazon, if you do that. Other than that, you may directly support the show by donating using the PayPal button on the website. Uh, at least one person likes to do it via Venmo, but you can donate monthly if you like. I have not made that easy. I'm sure there's a way. I know there is. Uh, so you have to remember every month that you like the show. And send me another $10 if that's what you want to do. And I totally appreciate it. The Dork Forest is part of a larger podcasting group called allthingscomedy.com, which is Al Madrigal's uh, umbrella podcasting group. And there are a lot of great podcasts there, including Aaron Foley's Sports Without Balls and Bill Burr's podcast and uh, one jillion other podcasts. So get on that if you're looking for more pods at allthingscomedy.com. This week in stand-up comedy, my full calendar, of, of course, always available at JackieCation.com. You can also fo- follow me on social media at JackieCation on all the things, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. And you can go to the Ranger page on Facebook if you want to interact with other Rangers of the Dork Forest, which is, I believe, if you Google the words Facebook, the Dork Forest, you will find it. Uh, other than that, in stand-up comedy news this very week, I am going to be at Bridgetown in Portland, Oregon, doing a live Dork Forest, a live Jackie and Lori podcast, which is my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin on the Nerdist Network, and a bunch of stand-up shows in Portland, Oregon. All right. Well, that seems to be a lot of information. Enough of it. If I've missed something, tune in to the next episode where maybe I'll do all the all the informations. But it's a great episode, so thanks for listening. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room, you guys. I'm uh, I'm off the boat, got my sea legs off, and uh, I'm sitting here with the first of the new run, the the non-ocean-bearing uh, episodes. Hello, David Huntsberger. Welcome back. Well, hello, Jackie Cation. Thank you for having me back. I talked to you right before you set sail. Right before I set right. I did a I did a phone into your space cave. Yeah, which is your new podcast. It is because you were doing one with um over there at Earwolf, I think. Right. Correct. Or yeah. Yeah. Was- and now a new one is in- entirely independent. Oh, that's no, nice. no network. It's me doing everything. I I like that. It's a there's a lot of work that goes in. But you, I mean, you're doing right. It here. I do it. I do all things comedy, and all things comedy helps me. Me and I try to help everybody who's on All Things Comedy. Yeah. And they have a recording studio, mm-hmm. but shh, it's just, <laughs> it's a podcast. Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's not, let's not organize to make a third person have to show up. <laughs> it's hard enough. I do Jackie and Lori uh-huh. over at Nerdist. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I'm just going to show up and do, well, it turns out, uh, it's a scheduling nightmare. And, yeah. Uh, just because there's, you know, you have to schedule the, the, the time to do it. Yeah. And then lo- another person. Oh, yeah. This is just me and you. And I'm like, what are that's you doing on I... 11 a.m. on a Tuesday or whatever day it is, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. That's, I feel like that's the nature of podcasting, what made it 
if it, that's what made if, it if works. Great's a strong word, but maybe if it was great at any point, that's what 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 it was. Like it's just people chatting, and I get to kind of be a fly on the wall, and it's accessible. And like yeah. genuinely, any of us can do it, which is yeah. why there are so many of them. Yeah, and it's a learned skill as you go along. You get better at it, and. uh and so whatever it is. But so the new one's called Space Cave and it's thespacecave.com. Yeah. Correct. And it's you interviewing uh, space people. Most, I mean, I do artists as well. I, I like to have kind of a mix. Anyone that has an interesting either level of research and or point of view on the world, creating things and or oh, okay. researching them. But yeah, I've talked to a lot of like Caltech people and uh, JPL oh, I, people. And yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I got some folk if you, if you need them. I would love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, they are a couple of my favorite episodes. A guy named Robert Hurt who does all the art for the Spitzer telescope. Really? Yeah. He's, you know, he, um, this is the word he doesn't like. Uh, that is the only word that I can think of. Colorization. Uh-huh. Essentially because all the telescope pictures are in black and white. Yeah. He paint, he paints them and it's, uh, and there's a key and they, and the colors all mean something. So he's an astrophysicist, uh-huh. but he's also an artist. Well, I would love to talk to him because that's one of those things I always think, like, can we trust any pictures we see of space? Cause they are essentially all sort of photoshopped in a way. Right, right. So you're like, oh, this is what space probably looks like. Like, no, it doesn't. It's really well, dark. It's not super colorful. Yeah. But it sure is cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the guy then. That's the guy Sweet. you want. Oh yeah. I'd love yeah. that. And that's, that's the whole show. It's well, and I also call in, I'll have people like tweet their telephone number and I'll just call strangers for like a short, like 10 minute chat. Oh, we did that. It's fun, right? I was, yeah, I forget where I was, but it, it, I was in a hotel room somewhere and we talked for a, a 10 minutes about the Joko cruise and mm-hmm. how I was going on the nerd cruise. Yeah. And how I was a little frightened because it was going to be a week trapped on a cruise with uh, what I thought was 5,000 people it was actually only 2,000. Oh. Like 1,780 people. Way better. And I will show you later, I was given buttons that I could wear that said, no, I don't <laughs> want to do friendship right now. <laughs> I swear to God, there's a yes button like- and a no button. It was, I kept them. I'm, I, I literally am trying to work up the guts to wear them out in public. So this was like 2000 introverts coming up with a sort of a solution as to how to be polite and saying like, I just want to kind of go about my life. But I want to be around like-minded individuals. <laughs> and I was explaining to Rebecca Sugar. She's the, uh, she, was one of the, the guests as well, like mm-hmm. myself, except for that she is an executive producer and creator of a cartoon okay. called Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. She's and, very young. She's like yeah. a world record holder in show running. Oh, really? And, yeah, well, uh, I mean, I got to meet of... her and her brother, Steven. <gasps> what? Yeah. She said, would you like to meet Steven? This is my brother, Steven. <laughs> and I said, is it Steven of Steven? And she goes, Yeah. Yeah, it's Steven. Cool. And she's, she's very, she's introverted. She's very shy, soft spoken, but she writes all the music for it. So she's also a performer. And, um, and we were talking about how there's two different ways that this sort of bad social skill thing can manifest. And one of them is a real introverty kind of silent way. And another one is, uh, is what I used to be until, uh, stand up comedy bled off most of my energy, which is a super <laughs> fucking loud, uh, introvert where I need to shut it. <laughs> but your, your childhood stories are so fascinating to me because you like the kind of whimsical, like, how do you make friends? Okay. Like going away, just being kind of like <laughs> ill-adjusted. Right. And, and yet we, I figured it out. You figured it out. And you're like, it just, I, when you say like you're loud, it, that doesn't really, it doesn't immediately click with me. I'm like, oh, oh I don't picture oh, I'm you much be- better now. I'm much better now. It's a journey, David Huntsberger. <laughs> By the way, it's at Huntsberger Junk uh, for the Twitter. If you yeah, want, red if you hot wanna, tweets. Red hot tweets. You just start tweeting your phone number to David. He might call you. I feel like I'm followed by a lot of people that go, ah, I was hoping this would be better. <laughs> uh, my, I, I, uh, I, I've gotten a lot of questions in the last three months. Why so political? Yeah. Um, aren't you a comic? And I'm like, well, the great thing about your social media is all politics. And I was like, my social media doesn't have to be funny. Yeah. So I don't do a lot of political comedy just because it has to be funny. <laughs> and, uh, my social media is not hilarious always. It is occasionally hilarious. Yeah. Everyone's but- thinking that their, uh, little like chime in is going to make some sort of an impact. It just, if nothing else, that election taught me that social commentary, like, 
specifically comedically has no bearing on anything. It has no impact. Oh, it's not gonna. It, it, it does nothing. Like if if that were the case, it's soothing. It's soothing. It makes you go, <laughs> okay, good. Someone else is out so, there. Some, right, you're never alone. Yeah. That's the good thing about it. But it's not gonna. I mean, it doesn't. Those the cadre of evildoers are still sitting over there. Yeah, <laughs> the cartoonishly evil. <laughs> fuckwits are all just milling around well that's why i liked and, and this sounds so dumb like you know it was a lot of fun of those protests like that women's march was a lot of fun but it it was yeah there was a good feeling you get out of it beyond just feeling like i'm a good person it was like oh there's a ton of other people that are pissed off yes this feels good this feels good. Right. like i'm not alone i'm not so and lunatic. i haven't protested in decades mm-hmm. uh i uh uh Augie Smith the other day was yesterday was was making fun of like old liberals mm-hmm. of which he is becoming one of sure yeah and uh, and and so we were riffing back and forth of the things old liberals say and I said <laughs> I sat in against apartheid <laughs> and he was like oh my god you do win. <laughs> And I was like, there are older people than me that cared about Vietnam. Oh, <laughs> so. the, I mean, doing like when you're actually physically walking in the people that you pass, the ones yeah. that know how to like, we set up on top of this tractor. We'll be here all day. You can tell they've dusted off a lot of old signs yeah. or a lot of old clothing. And like, we're getting the gang back together. And right, right. Out. That was funny to watch. Like, It oh, is this. funny to watch. And it's funny to watch their grandkids are with them or their kids yeah. are with them. And the, Andy and I went to the – um the travel ban uh, protest down at LAX. I went to LAX when I didn't have to go to LAX, David Hudsburg. Oh, I did too. Oh, that was, it uh, was, uh, I, I felt strong in my sense of self. <laughs> I was like, okay. Were you there when they, this was kind of later in the day, they had one bullhorn and they got everyone to just kind of sit down. No. And then, and then people would come into the center and grab the bullhorn that had a radius well, it had a projection of maybe 15 feet. So pretty decent aimed directly at you. Right. So but like it, five rows back pointed that way. Yeah. It could get you, but the, the People sort of, you. the swath was only about five feet wide. Right. So everyone else in this giant circle was just sitting there going, eh. And then, then you'd hear someone start clapping and people would start clapping like, they must have said something great. <laughs> no one was hearing anything. And, and yet we're surrounded by audio engineers here in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like whenever I drive around Los Angeles and I see, um, how well lit people's houses are. I was like, Oh, light design. Someone does light design. <laughs> this city is full of incredibly talented. Yeah, yeah. There's gotta be someone who's got some, some chops on the sound engineering. Well, yeah, you, and you'd think they would be com- as compelled as sort of like the civil rights attorneys that are like, I'm heading down there. I'm working pro yeah. bono. I'm getting yeah, the yeah. mix. A sound engineer, you would think would do the same thing. I'm going out with my pack and I'm going to rig it up so that everyone can hear as yeah. opposed to just, you would just, it was like they were firing a hose at you <laughs> and not like civil rights. And I'm talking more like hoses are, <laughs> hoses are bad. And <laughs> that was a bad, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, some sort of thing that like they, they sprayed around. Yes. And then as it passed you, you would just hear like, and he's lying about his tax. And then it would just the Doppler disappear. <laughs> it's uh, the cone of shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, there should be, you got to do a, uh, omni, una, whatever. So let's yeah. talk about, um, a couple of things, David Hudsberger. Sure. First of all, we can talk about the fact that you have a new CD coming out. Yeah. And, uh, are you going to record it on this next tour? I'm going to try to record as many shows as possible. And then if one of and them put it together. grabs me, yeah, I'll just take, I like it in its full form. Like, like I, one set. Yeah. And then just po- post it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's, uh, I recorded, uh, my new album. Hello. I am not the hero of the story. Oh, yes. Available, uh, number one on Amazon and iTunes and number three without a bullet. Uh, on Billboard. Way to go. So, I know. It's never made any of those lists before. <laughs> hence the continual harping of it. Anyway, but the, um, I did, I recorded like five shows. Yeah. And I picked the, one of them mm-hmm. and then just grabbed better versions of those jokes from another one. Yeah, I did that I, with, uh, with a CD and, and that's probably the best like sounding one that I mm-hmm. did. But I always felt a little, I mean, I know it's show business, but I always felt like this is a little. Well, well the thing is, is, it feels more authentic and it feels, um, uh, more, more honest to just, but I always feel like, 
it, it, it's like any sort of light Photoshop on a headshot. You're yeah. like, no, no, this is what I look like on the best day. <laughs> on a bad day, sure. Because yeah. there are bad pictures of me. Like there's a woman who doesn't like me who sometimes changes my Wikipedia page. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything to do with my Wikipedia page. <laughs> but I but I occasionally someone will say, hey, your Wikipedia page has that horrible picture back up. And I'll go and I'll like, oh, yeah, that's a picture of me. That is not a good picture of me. And Why then I'll, would, what is she, what's her big uh, focus here? She doesn't like me. Because Just in general. I, Right, I supported Tignataro. Oh, jeez, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so oh, the, she's the lady to who this. doesn't yeah. like or Tig didn't also now does not enjoy me. I see. And I don't, you know, I don't know her, yeah. so I'm sure she's perfectly nice in many ways. I should have made that connection. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. But no, no, that's uh, it's fine. But uh, but I have to. What I have to do then is I have to go like a loony goon and say on Twitter, "Who knows how to change a photo on uh, on Wikipedia?" Because I don't. <laughs> uh, can you put a headshot or anything that doesn't make me look like I have an extra ear? And uh, <laughs> So, so I always think like with any sort of photo sh- with like with the album, mm-hmm. they're going to come and see a live show. And a live show is always exciting. It's yeah. always a different version of, and I like, and some of the, and s- some of the jokes I just said better, you know, mm-hmm. I just, all the words were said in the correct order as opposed <laughs> to the incorrect. Yeah, order. I know it is. It's weird. When I'm not you... looking for the most laughs. I'm looking for the, the right way I said it. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the exact same way. I, not that there's a script in my head, but there is like a, um, a gymnastics routine of like, well, that was my 10 or yes. 9.8 or whatever the, the good Stuck score. Stuck the landing on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, like the crowd still cheered and, and maybe they enjoyed it, but I know I can do better than that's, that. There's a better version of that joke. I believe Friday first show. Yeah. And so that's what I did for Hero and, and then, of course, as soon as you um, publish anything, uh, mm-hmm. you write a better punchline <laughs> yeah. for some of the jokes. And yeah. so sad, too bad. Yeah, you just move on. Just please come see live comedy. Yeah. So you're going to do a bunch of live shows up the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Huntsberger is yeah. doing a tour in May. And the, and then I'm doing the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh in um, August. And I'm going to try to record some of those as well. That's neat. Um, so that's kind of also why the pre-order is like I'm doing it through Kickstarter to try to like raise some funds. Oh, so for you're going to do a Kickstarter for the new CD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, but rather than like, I don't like the idea, especially with so many other causes currently existing of just like, hey, chip in some money. I like giving there a return. Like, Right, or at least you'll get a CD. You'll get something. Right, yeah. yes. And, yeah, so, and then I'm having some animators chip in, uh, who they did on my last project as well, and, like, I toured that around with, like, you know, performing in front of big screens and having all this cool animation play behind me. Yeah. And then, um, and then we shot it as a thing, and, uh, I want to do this the same way, but I want to do the touring with it a little bit more. I don't want to race right into, like, trying to, to film it or, or anything Another like that. great way to support David Huntsberger, buy the existing stuff. What oh, the true. Heck? Yeah. It's, uh, I got all kinds of stuff out there. There's, there's, there's stuff out there. But now we are, we're getting close to 15 minutes and we still haven't talked. We talked horses last time you were That's on. right, yeah. You were the one who told me you like to stick your face <laughs> right behind the nostril of a... Have you tried that yet? I haven't. I've so wanted to <laughs> yet. But I've told other horse people that and they're like, he is correct. That is a really sweet spot of a nice horse. Yeah. And it smells like grass. Smells, it's great. Anyway. So, but you, you wanted to talk about animation because you bought a new light table. <laughs> no, I made a new light you table. You made a table. Yeah. I, I had, really? yeah, I, I've, I made, I started it probably, I mean, this is something that should not have taken that long, but I, I don't do a ton of animating. So I have to like kind of talk myself into it. My plan was like, the first one I made was like three minutes long in 2007. Okay. And that started with, uh, I was working at a comedy club and a guy I worked with, was, we were talking about one of my jokes. It was a really dark joke about a person committing suicide in a very sophisticated, like a very complex way. And he was like, I don't see how if he jumped out the window, then this could happen. And then he could get shot there. And I'd be like, I'd be like this. And there was no other way to draw it. I mean, I guess I could have storyboarded it, but yeah. I just, I was so bored working there. I drew each line and then I would like make a copy of it and then white out certain parts of it and then redraw them in and make a copy of that. And it was like the most laborious, stupid way to animate something. But you had an office job. I had an office with job a copy, so I, with a copier. <laughs> I had a copier, as many copies as I wanted to make. And then I, I shot it into a camera just like bing, 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 bing. Like, oh, like stills? I had a high eight, uh, camcorder and okay. I would go, you'd have to be like trigger quick to, 
bing, bing, like yeah. record, unrecord. Yeah. And try to get all those times to match up, which they didn't. So when right. you press play and press fast forward, like certain ones where it had lagged a bit. Which, it was a little jerky. It would like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speed up and slow down. And, but overall, it like told the story well enough. Could and you then, have done stills? Oh, yeah. That's what I do book? now. Okay, yeah. Because that's. Because that's what animation is, right? There's yeah. a series of stills that have been moved quickly. Right. That have, okay, is that, that's it. Yeah. Let me, allow me to define animation, <laughs> which I'm, I'm like, pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> yes, yes, Jackie, that's what it I is. I think, I don't think you could say it more <laughs> concise. A series of stills that have been moved quickly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Finally. <laughs> Finally, I get something. It's, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's neat. So, so to make, so it, it can be done now. You oh, can man, take that, pictures, but there's software now, right? There's so, yeah. I mean, the Toon Boom came out. I, I, I messed with Flash a little bit. I never really enjoyed that. The tweening aspect. Everyone kept telling me how easy that was going to make things. Like, yeah. you would drag in an element and you'd say have an arm that was at this angle and then you'd drag it 10 frames and change the arm to this angle and the tweening would take care of all the movement in between. So oh, it right. make it look like that arm was going, hello. And <laughs> I, I mean, I, I like the simplicity or the fact that you could figure those things out. Um, I just, I don't know. There's something like Walt Disney esque about, I think the same way that people stack up dominoes and they tip them over and just watch them and they're like, yeah. doing it. Like that weird right. feel. That's to me, like what animation is like, Oh, it's moving. It's going. Oh, there you go. I made a thing that now it's moving. Yeah. Okay. Sort of like, Andy, he likes video games, but he really likes now to mm-hmm. make board games. Oh, he just okay. wants to make the pen and paper game. He just wants to do it. And so yeah. as much as he loves that there's a video game at the end of it all, he wants her to be a pro- paper, <laughs> paper and pen prototype initially. So Yeah, I think you got to be honest with yourself in that. I suppose. I mean, in my head, I'm animating stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. But in actuality, I draw. I write down a handful of them. And then every like five years, I get around to like, all right, I'm going to do this. <laughs> okay, so you write down essentially like a tiny script or a yeah. tiny like a, like a joke premise mm-hmm. to some extent, and then yeah, and then five years later or however long it takes, yeah, you look at it again. Oh, I never did make that thing about the guy jumping on top of the roof and then flying away and turning into yeah, an opposite person. Totally. Or whatever. Yeah, the the last one I did that I finished, I when I first moved to LA, I didn't have a light table. I had a a white table that I would just shine a light on from above. So it's a lot What's, easier if the light source comes from below the paper. Thank you. Okay, so so do you need special paper? No, nope, that's more I just translucent. Go, or? I mean, it, I like to use like twenty pound paper. Okay, you can use lighter. It really doesn't matter that much as long as like each you can, image. You it, can see. Th- why do you need to see through it? Because you know, like, so did you ever make those little flip books when you were a kid? No. Um. So you would take like my friends and I were obsessed with. Whether it was you get a, a like the best thing to do it with was a, a stack of like post-it notes. Yeah. And then you would just draw like a little stick figure person and maybe they'd be like running with a long jumping pole. Yeah. Or maybe they would run and they'd blow up or you could do like a bomb that landed and then <laughs> exploded. Yeah. But then you would just <laughs> flip through it and you'd watch all that stuff happening. So you kind of needed to like know from the page before like, oh, right, well, he's a little bit further this way. The little stick guy's a little oh, further so this way. Oh, so are you stacking pieces of paper on top of other pieces of paper? I do so you at a time yeah like i'll put one on the other and then so i can see the image that's below it okay and then i go okay so so right here the ball is being thrown out of the person's hand it is an inch out right so now i'm gonna do an inch and a quarter and just draw another ball so that might be the whole frame trace yeah. the guy arms in the same spot ball just a little bit further to the right that is so, so obnoxious to people that have the software. They're like, dude, just move the ball. Why would you draw that over and over? <laughs> and, uh, well, cause that's the fun part for you. you you're like, well, that's, I yeah. want to, I want to see, I want to see the, the garden grow. Yeah. I want to see the, so is now just from a spatial kind of sense, sure. I just need to know. So here's the table, right? Yeah. Yeah. So underneath the table, mm-hmm. there's one, there's the thing that you just draw. Yeah. You drew dude. Yep. Hand ball. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of it. Blank piece of paper. Blank piece of paper. So you can see this dude. Yep. I can see the dude that just existed and is now in the past. Now I'm drawing he is present now dude. now in the past. So there he is. So And then I can kind of see where that ball is. And now uh-huh. the ball is going to be a little higher. Yeah. So that's all I'm doing? Yeah. In fact, and if you – oh, I could show you a thing with this paper if yeah. you'll allow me. Please allow me. So this might take a second because I'm going to roll it up. So this is an old – this is like a two-frame animation thing 
This might not work here because this pin is. If you want. But you you can do this. So if you have what you've drawn here, you can your paper will want to roll back. And then so you could have one frame here of like a person smiling and then here frowning. And when you go back and forth, you'll see <laughs> like two different faces. Okay. So you have, you have two frames that really quickly <laughs> just, from, right. just from that. Okay. Well, when we are done holding on to microphones, <laughs> we might do this just okay. so that I can see what the hell you're talking about. Okay. Because I can, I mean, yeah, I can you need kind a, you of need see a, it. You need a page below. So I didn't, I didn't explain. Oh, it um, needs two pieces of paper yeah. to some extent. Well, let me see. You've got, okay. No, no, no. It needs one piece of paper. I can fold it here, but you got to sometimes like tape it down. Oh, okay. Now we've got to post it. So this is where, Let's see, you got a flip book it. there. Right. Like you could it's do that. Already, it's already, uh, it's already happening. <laughs> let me try There's this. There's already a binding. Yeah. I'll show you after this is over. You yeah. fold a piece of paper in half. Yeah. And then. Then you would do your roll away thing. Okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to do it correctly here. Okay, so you're just going to do it. We've got time. This is okay, a podcast. Yeah, this is a tactile I love that it's a, 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 a visual, <laughs> something <laughs> visual is happening. I should probably Snapchat this <laughs> just so yeah, the world can possibly. The, the, the tighter you get this roll, the better off you'll be. So now I got it really, like, really want to crease that in there. Oh, that's going to be good. See, because now. You're removing this. So you draw like a face here. This guy's angry. Angry and then face. You got this person here. Which you've traced. Who's excited. Then okay. we'll do this again. Then you'll roll it. Roll, our crispy roll here. And then Oh there. <laughs> so, you could do that with throwing or like slapping. And then you your write face. music. And then who knew that there was music being written as well? Well, the Dude. scoring is my least favorite. I like to just like have either like a stand-up bit or a, or a song, and then just the animation goes over it, and I move on with my life. I did one. I legitimately drew the whole thing in probably two days. That's typically how I would do it is like how? just spend like 12 or 15 hours just straight, just drawing constantly. Right. And I use a lot of loops and stuff. And then I go, all right, I got it. I got all the frames I'm going to need. And some of them I can double back on, or I can grab this one and put it here. And in the editing afterward, I can cheat it and make this editing or make this look like it's longer than it is. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh God, now I got to like sound edit it and put in like the door creaking and footsteps and things hit it. And that part was every, all the animators I've talked to were like, that's the best part. That's the most fun. I hate it. Right. Cause you just want to draw, uh, <laughs> you want to draw something funny. Yeah. And have it animate. Right. You don't, it doesn't, it's rarely even that funny. I, I, I don't know what, it's a different part of my brain. I mean, maybe there's, Something like comical, but mostly I just, it's again, the dominoes thing. Like there it goes. <laughs> so, okay. Now do you have, what, where are these examples of the ones that you've done? Are they on your There's YouTube There's a Vimeo page, page and a YouTube page. There's yeah. a Vimeo and a YouTube mm -hmm. both. So just David Huntsberger, yeah, Vimeo, yeah. YouTube, look it up. Yep. And you can watch how many, there's a couple. <sighs> I do. There's one that's not on there. I only show it at the junk show. You know, my monthly right. show you've done a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. So that video, I don't know if you caught the video that plays at the beginning, like the guy that's chasing the hamburger and then. Yeah. They look like Terry Gill. They look like the Monty Python guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have more of a, they have kind of a, it's like a, it's an animated, but there's steampunk and it feels like <laughs> there's a, a giraffe involved and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. But that, so th th I think that that's, I feel like that's comedy. Is that not? That feels like, feels <laughs> well, like what that was meant to be, fun. I started it years and years ago. Like my website at the time, I was just putting up comics all the time. I just drew comics like one a week. Just and then web after comics, yeah, just web comics, like okay. little single panel guys. Okay. And then and now everything's been shoved over. And I mean, there are tentpole like web comic sites, but I wasn't like prolific enough to do that. So right. now everything for most people has just been like, what's on your Instagram or what, you yeah, know, yeah. What, are you putting things on? some other site, but I really liked having like this mom and pop shop, you know, my own website. And I, uh, I thought I'll make this video as kind of a welcome. There was a period where people's websites kind of had a welcome flash video. Yeah. That? And then you yeah, below yeah. it, it would say enter and you're like, Oh, I yes. guess I'll go in there. What a pain in the ass. Those <laughs> were the worst, <laughs> but I really had a lot of time on my hands just <laughs> sitting in like comedy, uh, you know, hotel rooms days on it. So I would draw like, 
And that was just a collection of little characters from the comics that yeah. I like had the guy running past. Okay. And that was it. Like that was the whole idea. It was like, oh, he's just going to run past all these things. And then if you're familiar with my comics, you'd be like, oh, I know that one. Oh, I know oh, okay. that thing too. And then, uh, and then it just it was so long and boring. I would show it to people and they, he's just running <laughs> left to right. <laughs> Does anything happen? And like, no, it's just like a bad video game. No, but look what happened. It's, yeah. Like, and then, the guy ran. It was, ran. Uh, it well, was, and then I added that new ending. And then it fits sort of the junk show now where like, yeah, it, it's a good opening to the show. But it's a, it was just a matter of like this. I'm putting this somewhere. Right. You put all this work into it and then you're like, oh, it's just this pile of crap. Like no one likes it. And that's a weird thing with animation. Like all the and maybe life too. Like you put in all this work and that doesn't equate to any level of like, well, now that must mean success. Like, no, people can no. still hate it. You can do tons right. of work. People right. like, nah, I can live without that. Right. Right, right. You put so much work into it, and animation is actually a. a it's funny that that's sort of uh, like the thing that you love to do that isn't stand up. You're like, yeah. no, stand up's my job. Yeah, stand up's the thing that I I love to do, but it is not. This is the other thing that I love to do. Yeah, that also doesn't make a lot of money, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> or no money. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the kind. It's I've never made a cent from animating, and people have offered me stuff like hey man i'm doing this thing i can i pay you a little bit and i just feel so underqualified and, and i also hate doing it like unless i'm right in the middle of doing it then i love it as soon as i'm done i'm like all right i'm never doing that for quite a while <laughs> that's hilarious you're like i want, don't want to start this yeah but once i find myself in it i'm having the time of my life it's yeah. over i'm never touching this again that's hilarious pretty much yeah i just have i, I like it's probably like writers like writers like having written yes. and that's how i or exercise you know it, i'm someone I've heard with all the, about those things sure <laughs> i just look at it and go i oh god this is miserable and yet it starts to become appealing and then I do it the one that I started like in 2008 I got to the sound editing I legitimately didn't finish it and I think until 2016 I, it took me eight years of just having it sitting there like I should probably finish that I should probably get around to it <laughs> what if you have you ever thought about just doing silent <laughs> yeah no it's, it's, it's just I don't know it just adds a whole other level you to could it. do it like um Don Hertzfeld, I don't know if you know him. Every now and again, his videos will get passed around because they're, he just does a lot of minimal type stuff. And then they're very hand drawn. They're really cool. A lot of yeah. them just look like almost How like stick figures. How do you spell Hertzfeld? I believe With it's H E R T Z F E L D T. Hertzfeld, Dan? Uh, Don Hertzfeld. Don Hertzfeld. Maybe I'm getting the name wrong, but well, I mean, he just did stuff like on his own and then the Simpsons contacted him and he did like a, a beginning intro thing for them. Wow. Those bananas. Like, and so that's what I like is there's this little weird world of people that really enjoy animation and like support each other. I'm not in that world at all, but I like watching it. <laughs> right. You're adjacent. I'm you, adjacent. You yeah. You can see it from a distance. It's purely a hobby for me. I think mm -hmm. like, I always liked like, you know, you have little cubby holes for ideas like yeah. that could be a, just a stand-up joke or that is a sketch or that is an animation or that's just a comic or they all seem to fit kind of somewhere right right yeah i mean there there's it, it it's like when when they when they ask comics to act and stuff you're like no i'd love to act mm -hmm. um but that's not why i went into this yeah <laughs> and um like there's or if, will you host this thing here? Now you're a talk show host. Or yeah. Now you're, uh, you know, you're, it's a game show <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Or you're a weatherman. Yeah. I mean, it's so, um, Dallas Rains, I think does stand up or somebody does stand up that Frost, I don't know what his name. He's one of the, they all have like weather names. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he does. That local weather guy does stand up uh -huh. and, um, and so, like, I want to do acting. Mm -hmm. Do it. I want to do it. <laughs> but... I'm here to do acting. <laughs> Are you guys doing acting here? Because uh, I was hoping to do some. And uh, but there's and there's things that I've thought about writing, but I haven't written them. Yeah, there's there cubby holes of things that like. Well, what if I wrote a series of where I am just sitting in a in a weird, very barren looking room, pretending to be Beyonce's weird white aunt. Yeah. That she doesn't talk to anymore. Uh -huh. And you're just like, not even, be, it could be Beyonce. It could be, 
just anyone famous. How I'm long like, have you had that idea? I've had it for at least two years. Yeah. Yeah. Two years of me going, well, what would she, what kind of things would she say? And I was like, are you ever going to sit down and write any of that? Nope. Does it not you? Cause those things not me yes. where I start looking at a life like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to either be too old or I'm going to, I'm going to have never done it. Right. And, and that's going to bother me. Like I need to just. Yeah. Even if it sucks, like I need to do it. Right. I feel like there's, there's an opportunity there to entertain people in a different way that I'm, that I'm blowing off. Yeah. By not doing the work. And you've probably seen Henry's kitchen, right? Yeah. Those, I mean, that was like a perfect example. Like he just had himself in a camera and just shot it. Like I just wrote it and shot <laughs> I mean, it. I, 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 I just had him on and I was like, well, was it a stand? Where'd you put the camera? <laughs> Some of them, he gets them like hanging directly above the pot, you know, in the kitchen. Like those are the ones that really confuse me where I'm like, how, he must have been climbing up on his stove yeah, exactly. as a guy alone in his apartment. Like, oh, there we go. Right. And then what? Editing it? Is that what happened? Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. It's like the sound editing with the animation. You're like, oh, and then there was more work. After yeah. you figured out where to put the camera, then what? Yeah. How do you, isn't there <laughs> someone I could pay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like so much about it though, is that you, as rudimentary as it is and terrible looking, you, you still controlled like telling that story yeah. in a way where you're like, Oh, if I were a better artist, I would draw it from like a view under the person, but I can't really draw like the chin to nostril to forehead angle very well. <laughs> so it's just going to be Noted. a straight on thing. Right, right. It's going to be very much. This is how we're looking at it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen a web comic called Ogloff? I've mentioned it a bunch of times on the, I don't think course. so. It's a sword and sorcery dick joke oh, uh, okay. kind of thing. And it is sometimes so dumb. So very, very dumb and always, always funny. Yeah. Sometimes enormously filthy, just ridiculously, hilariously filthy. Yeah. And sometimes like this week's, uh, was not filthy at all. It was just funny. Uh Um, but it, it's always so beautifully drawn. Yeah. Where you're like, what is happening? This is a, this is art. Yeah. Oh, and look, you drew a vulva in minute detail. <laughs> look at the labia majora and the minora. The, what, what is happening? <laughs> You're like, no, it's a cave front. Oh, I see. And there's a sword. Oh, I see what's happening. And, but I mean, so sometimes it's just dumb, but the colorization, like the coloring yeah. and the, and the, and the detail and the, and the expressions on people's faces are glamorous and glorious. <laughs> well, that's, I love, like cartoonists, you know, comic creators and animators because like they are so creative and do things where like just just the manufacturing of it for any anyone else we'd be like look at this one panel of a drawing I did isn't this great right we'd be like oh that's just part of my story yeah that's just one element of this thing I'm doing right this is one of thousands of things that I've drawn in the last year yeah and you're like really because you know I did I did animate one have one joke animated Greg once. Franklin right Greg Franklin yeah yeah he's great he was amazing and I've I've talked to him since then about doing others and he's like yeah that was a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> and I said yeah I would have to find like double the money that he had that well, that's why I'm trying to do this uh, sort of fundraising endeavor or the, the pre-order for the CD thing through Kickstarter is be, like to, to put animation together yeah. to go to the Fringe Fest. But also like most of the animators just like doing it. Like, oh, let's let's do it again. But yeah. I, I really want to be able to give them some amount of compensation. Right. Because it's really fun. It's fun to like – create the stand-up it's fun to like work with them and kind of you know what do you see this being or but whatever have some value it's, some value yeah. yeah just to make sure you know i know this is lame yeah like i'm doing bridgetown mm-hmm. uh, i'm doing a live dork forest and i asked the double clicks who are they're garfunkel and oats but sisters mm-hmm. and uh one plays a cello the other one plays a piano uh-huh. they were on the joko cruise they're very funny and um and very smart and mm-hmm. very sweet and great but i was like would you guys want to do like a 20 minute set before the dork forest. And then I have, uh, the guy who wrote all the Eberron dungeons and dragons books is going to be the guest and uh-huh. they're willing to do it. And I was like, I am so sorry about the lack of, I, there's going to be some money. Yeah. Yeah. And so there is some money, but I was like, I wish there was more. Yeah. Cause I mean, especially with the budget being taken away from the arts. I mean, it seems like now more than ever, it's just like, well, you got into it because you like doing it. Like, right. Yep. But it is a very valuable, like viable part of society. Yeah. I wish we valued it more in right. a number of ways. Well, and I think that, that 
some people just haven't thought, thought they didn't think it through. They were like, well, we're going to get rid of freeloaders. Yeah. But we're not going to get rid of people who need services. <laughs> Wait. Uh, <laughs> those are sadly the Venn diagram of that. Yeah. It's so, uh, I was going to ask, I mean, we're, do you want to talk more about the creation of animation or do you want to talk about your favorite stuff that's on right now? What's the dorkiest? I mean, I can tell you getting into it, what, you know, sort of planted the seeds that I think just when you're a kid, like you're exposed to a ton of animation, but there was a period when I was probably in like fifth grade. I don't think Mr. Magoo was on the air. I think it had been over with long ago, but you know, I watched the Jetsons and the Flintstones. Like I think right. everyone kind of grew up on those or at least in my those era. Were, those were in rotation constantly. Yeah. yeah. They hadn't been on forever, but I was still, you know, I've seen this one before, but otherwise that was pretty rare. You could watch yeah, yeah. so many new ones and I love the Jetsons, but they were just on, they were just stuff that like happened to me. Whereas there, and I don't remember how this started, but I just start almost like I was summoned <laughs> just get out of bed and head out and sit down like right in front of the TV at like five o'clock in the morning, watch two episodes of Mr. Magoo. Right. And then get up and go back to sleep. And I don't really remember ever explaining that to anyone or really saying to myself, like, you know what I love? I think it's maybe Mr. a friend Magoo. on the bus had said, like, you watch Mr. Magoo? And that was about it. And then I just I, I just thought it was so cool. And it there's nothing about that animation that really stands out. I was trying to just think about it because it feels like it feels kind of Flintstones and yet kind of South Park because mm-hmm. it feels real two dimensional. Oh, it is. And Woody, the Woody Woodpecker and, uh, you know, all the Looney Tunes stuff. Like they all have their own feel a little bit. But Mr. Magoo, yeah, it was just very two dimensional. It's, it, there's yeah, nothing... it didn't have the same vibe as like, like Bugs Bunny always had sort of a depth to it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's and, a lot of. Like there's those, <laughs> all the movements are a lot, you know, big eyes and peeking around the side of a building and, you know, those yeah, yeah. things are very Looney Tunes. But there was, and the, yeah, the Looney Tunes, but I think Spugs Bunny in particular had more of a field of, a depth of. Like, a little bit. Yeah. He felt rounded. He didn't The feel... only Magoo that I've seen recently is, um, the, the Christmas Magoo. Oh, okay. Uh, the, is that the his, Leslie Nielsen one? Is it's the one Magoo? where he does, um, he's Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, okay. It's, it's, and he, it's a Magoo. It's Mr. Magoo playing an actor who's in a production of A Christmas Carol on Broadway. Oh, nice. So it's like this weird meta nesting <laughs> doll of weird and, but he's still Magoo, right? Uh-huh. So instead of going on stage and giving a soliloquy, he goes to the restaurant next door. And, uh, <laughs> so good writing as always. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the, the Broadway kind of settings are real, are full of detail. Yeah. They're, but they're, it's very much a mat. It's like yeah. seeing theater. Yeah. Uh, because he's in front of essentially what you can tell is a facade. Yeah, but those are fun. Like, I, I it's like beautiful. The, the most recent thing that was, that caught my attention that way was like Squidbillies. I just loved their backgrounds. They were yeah. really cool and they were just so abstract and weird. And yet they, they, they were enough to like convey like, this is where the show takes place, but it would just be almost like splotches of paint and weird. Like it was just so bizarre. It was like a Basquiat painting or something. It was just kind of all over the place. Wow. I love that. It's Squidbillies. Squidbillies was an adult swim show. I don't know if it's still on anymore. I mean, they, they had that period where like, I really liked, uh, like the venture bros. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't get into like Aqua Teen Hunger Force as much as nope. everyone else. It was a little too flash animation for me, the way stuff moved. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, Squidbillies is just like, it's all these rednecks land squids. Okay. It's like, they're just your quit, you know. Like, Squidbillies, like hillbillies, but squids. They're squids, yeah. I see what's happening. Yeah. Okay. And it's just silly and crazy, and I really like it. It was just, in that, when you think of Adult Swim, like, to me, that was like the, not the quintessential, but it was just so silly. It's an and excellent like, example of what Adult Swim yeah, want, yeah. wants to be and is often at its best. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite animation, there are two that stand out to me, like, of all time. The movie Heavy Metal. Did you ever see that? John Candy and like everything moves and it's almost like this watercolor, hand drawn, flowy yeah, thing. Yeah. And then, uh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, I think is the best piece of animation maybe ever. Wait. Are they the ones I've probably seen? Yeah, probably. And, the and Winnie the Poohs? The, but they made a movie called The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh that was like a stitch together of, I think, three 
sort of 15 or maybe 20 minute segments. There's like a winter one and there's a water one. And then there's one that's kind of fall where there are leaves on the ground. Okay. And it just follows Pooh. And I think he's helping Piglet find a new house. And you learn a little bit about... I remember that story. Might have read it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you get a chance to watch that again, it is so aesthetically... And like, if your brain's sort of like, man, there's all this fucking Trump stuff and everything's crazy and it's just... uh, Just go watch that and just be reminded what it feels like to be a kid and like sort of just be mesmerized. It will still have that effect, I think, if you like animation. I Well, and I have to say that the the thing about Winnie the Pooh is that it is soothing. Totally. And it's it's never – there's – I mean people are making terrible life choices. And when I say people, I mean (laughs) animals. Uh, The the characters are always making terrible life choices and are weirdly bossy or or. When you forget how dumb Winnie the Pooh is and how aware of it he is. I'm just a dumb bear filled with fluff. (laughs) People are like, that's okay, buddy. It's like, I'm just stupid. Ah, That's all right. But you're fun to hang out with. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the whole essence of him is just so great. Like there's something soothing about that. I know they've done like a lot of Taoism shit about Winnie the Pooh, but it's always there it is there it's i mean there's there's because each of those characters is very distinct too but Mm -hmm. it it, but it's just they all live together in harmony and their arguments are are minuscule so (laughs) and the drawing is very beautiful Mm -hmm. you know when he goes into a into a beehive he doesn't get stung yeah he they're just buzzing around and he's like no just gonna eat some of this honey totally gonna eat some of this honey and not get stung yeah he never does get stung Right. And the drawing is very beautiful, I think. Oh, it's great. It's it's just like the detail and the craft that goes into it and like, you know, a, a tree that's laying down and like the bark, the way it looks. Like yeah. they, they put so many layers into it. It's just really aesthetically pleasing. I think that's lost nowadays. Even in the newer stuff, like all the Pixar stuff is gorgeous. Like it yeah. looks really cool. But it, there's something about it that it's computery soft as opposed to like, oh, like you can feel a human hand went – you know what? I think this would look really great and sort of shaded it in there. And that is just warmer to me. Right. Well, what about those? Um, what about Wallace and Gromit? And I like stop motion stuff. Wallace and Gromit. I, I don't know if it was there was a frantic element to like Gromit. Gromit. You know, yeah. like there was something about them that was a little too nerdy or I just I liked when I would see it. But there was something there was some disconnect there. The My favorite one is the um the where the where rabbit. Yeah. Um, the shorter ones are, you know, like the original ones that he did back in the day, they are frantic. They don't, they don't hold, I don't know why the were rabbit I like. Uh, what I do love about stop animation is that no joke is too small for them to spend six hours yeah, yeah. setting it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, you wanted the bad guy to have cotton candy on his head. Uh, and then I watch it and I'm like. Oh my god, that took like hours. That took them like a whole day That's of work. That's a day of work yeah. to make sure that we I got to see that. Yeah. And that's that's what I do love about claymation and stop action. Um Did you see Anomalisa? I didn't. I think you'd like it just for that. I mean not specifically that aspect, but I like a thing that sort of asks you those you okay? Okay. I, I literally, I, I just yawned and I'm like, what is happening? I'm, I'm like, I'm over this cold. I started talking Winnie the Pooh and it just soothed it just, you right it down. Literally, I was like, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have some more coffee. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Anomaly says, I, I, I can see why people would maybe not like it. And maybe that's to say like humans were evolving in a way where you go back and watch old movies and they're too slow for you. And now, like, can we be asked to sit there and sort of take in something that's a little bit more deliberate and ask you to think a little bit? When was it? It was like last year. It was it was a Kickstarter thing that uh, Charlie Kaufman did. Really? Yeah. It's gorgeous. It looks really cool. It's like stop motion. um, And it, it, it just deals with the nature of being a person, if if that doesn't sound too crazy. Like, it's a little... Probably That's more broad, than that. But it's what? broad, yeah. I mean, I don't want to give anything away about it. Okay. It's just, it's Who are a, the characters? Can they, can you say that? I'll tell you this, and I don't think it'll give anything away. It's only voiced by three people. Okay. It's a guy and everyone else. It's a main guy whose voice is very distinct. Okay. Every other person he runs into has the same voice. And so that is a key element in it. Like yeah. they we're all kind of homogenized and similar. And then, um, then there's one other voice. Okay. And so it's about him and his search for sort of someone new or a different voice or, okay. and, and what it says about himself and, and who he is. And wow. It's, All right. It, it's great. I think, and it's 
one that when it ends, you might be like, eh, but then it gives you a lot to think about, which I, which I love. I don't mind that. Uh, there are movies that I've left going, whatever. And then <laughs> it, they haunt me, you know, where you're yeah. just like, oh, I see what you. Yeah. And, and I think that's, later, the, isn't that the best? Like, it's kind of as the much best. as I like the idea of all the Fast and Furious movies and stuff like that, where, well, fun, cool. Like that was just a bunch of explosions and a chase. Neat. But I like when something just creeps in and it, it sort of changes you a little bit. Yeah. Before, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not how Anomalisa would do. You know, like it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a prime factor in your whole decision making <laughs> process in life. <laughs> yes. Now I'm following. She is my God. <laughs> and uh that is interesting. Did you see the box trolls? No, I wanted to. It, it's um it it's sort it of Wallace good. and Gromedy. It it looks amazing. Yeah. It's one of those where like when the Pixar gang settles on a story, yeah. like they've got it. They know every beat like you're talking about, like everything is, you know, yeah, very well. And it felt like the box trolls could have used just a little bit more time for the story. Not okay. to like shit on it at all. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's beautifully done. But there's this thing at the end where they show these two characters who are sort of like um Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Like yeah. they're just hanging out and they're talking and then they just do this really slow zoom out and pretty soon you start seeing like how fast it is sped up and you're seeing the like animators come in and change parts of their faces, change their bodies, change the stage around them. Re- and it's happening in like what a hundred times speed so like yeah but you're seeing their you know faces move and hearing them go what do you think this is do you think we're actually alive and thinking our own thoughts or is there someone moving us at all times that we can't (laughs) perceive them they're not around us is this the way oh and so it's very like kind of that meta thing but it's it's awesome it's really cool i had a huge night i had a nightmare not long ago uh i finished reading this book called um off to be the wizard mm-hmm. and i have the second one it was gift i talked about a couple episodes ago um with michael palsek but the uh um it is a story that says that we all live in a computer program uh-huh. and i my cold was so bad a couple of weeks ago that i was in spokane and i woke up and i could not get back to sleep i kept having the same recurring nightmare Ugh. and i would wake up and i would see pixelated that we, I, I could see the where the code had stopped. Oh yeah, yeah. At, in in the world, and I was like, if I could just learn how to write code, maybe I could get rid of this cold. <laughs> and uh, I was like, would it be HTML? Would it be C plus plus? What would it be? Yeah. And um, but that's, I mean, that I literally it creeped me out so bad. I haven't been able to start the second book, which uh, <laughs> I was like, I might not be able to keep going with this one. But I that love it, that. That's fascinating. Did you see up? Yeah, yeah. Because Up had this, you know, with Pixar, the way they do movies, I am told. I watched some, like a TED Talk, but not really, mm-hmm. uh, where he explained the process of how they pitch the movies. Yeah. And you come in with a story that you want to do a movie about. Yeah. And then you have to pitch every single scene. Mm-hmm. So you talked in front of a pile of haircuts or you're in some sort of conference room mm-hmm. with uh, all the people and you do for- that something that's been said before in human history or did you just kind of is pile, that of, your haircuts? Th- pile it's, of haircuts it's uh, a last couple of years has been my my it's <laughs> it's uh, it's like suits that's great but a uh, pile of haircuts seems <laughs> accurate yeah and uh, so uh, ever since I, I have recently started spending a great deal of money on a haircut probably two or three years ago and uh-huh. I was like Oh, that's what those people all look like. They all look like they spend a great deal of money on a haircut. And so they're haircuts. Great. Yeah. And, and it changes the tone from like, it's a little bit more gender unspecific. Yeah. Like everyone in that room got a haircut they felt real good about. That's a $200 haircut you're sitting on top of right there or underneath. And, uh, so they pitch every single scene? Every scene. Exhausting. It's an hour and a half pitch. It's not an elevator pitch. Yeah. It's, it's a marathon pitch, right? Mm. And then, and then I guess they make the movie twice. What? They make the movie and then they make the movie again, supposedly. Um, I, I believe I'm getting that right if I, if I followed the TED talk thing. Right. Sure. Cause and, I had heard similar things where like they go and deconstruct stuff and they really get a team involved and, and, and break it down and, you know, say like, let's walk away from it. Or, or I think, um, uh, what was the one about the, the brain? Oh, oh, the happiness and the different emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name, but uh, boy, this is sad. Does uh, it make you sad? It makes me gloomy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, anyway, same thing. I heard the same thing where like they really 
really and they deconstructed. The, and they really, I mean, that's why I think they're all either great mm-hmm. or really close to being great. Yeah. And I, I can see, but it is weird when they are not great. Cause you're like, well, I'm used to like all the toy story movies. They got sad mm-hmm. and the, but they, they were important that up has always driven me a little mad because in that, in the, you know how they inside always, out. that's it inside yeah. out. Um, inside out. I thought that, that every scene made sense. Yeah. And every scene was great. But Up didn't to you? No. Every scene, it was like two different movies. Mm-hmm. It genuinely felt like two different movies. There was the movie about the dogs. And then there was the movie <laughs> yeah. about the old man and the little boy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care about the old man and the little boy. I care about the dogs. <laughs> and I care about the villain in that one. There were the villain who had the dogs. And yeah. I was like, What's happen- Why is that guy living in Costa Rica? What's happening? <laughs> or wherever? Because they remember they fly away with the balloons to go to Costa Rica and they end up with the, at the villains because he, the old man has to go find his nemesis from when he was a kid. But for some reason, the first 10 minutes of the movie, we have to sit through his wife having a miscarriage. When and I they don't think have of kids. up, I think of that. I think of the first 10 minutes being really sad. And then I think of them just walking across rocks until they have the house on the edge. Like I, I've blocked out or, or really forgotten. You don't ever that. think about the Boy Scout thing at the end of it where the old man is like, he shows up and his the kid's dad doesn't show up. I think of that scene. I just think I've forgotten a bunch of it. I loved is, it when I watched it, but I, I forget a lot of stuff now. Parts of it were amazing. Mm-hmm. And other parts of it, I was like, you're beating me up with this movie. What is happening <laughs> with this movie? What's and, your favorite Pixar movie? Do you like The Incredibles? I did. I do like The Incredibles. The Incredibles might be the easiest to like. Yeah. Just because it's it's just a story of family and friendship and... and um and ambition and, and it's, it's essentially the Fantastic Four movie that was never made. Yeah. And, uh, so they did a really great job with it, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What's your favorite Miyazaki movie? <laughs> I haven't even seen Spirited Away, so I'm, I can't oh, really weigh in. There's, there. um, it isn't Valley of the Wind, I think is mine. Uh-huh. It's the one with the giant bugs. Oh, okay. There's giant bugs, man. And I don't like bugs. <laughs> but, uh. And yet you still love the movie? I still love the movie because, um, she figures out how to talk to the bugs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, sold. Okay. Sold. Her and her giant bug army are, um, but yeah, Valley of the Wind, I think, is my favorite one. But other people really like, like, Totoro. Uh, or Princess Mononoke and, and, um, mm-hmm. the delivery. Yeah. Uh, and the, and many of them are very good, but it's, but I think what you like about animation, it isn't always like, I tend to get sucked into like, Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. And then, and then, but that's but because you make it and because you're coming possibly from a different site, you're like, that is pretty, but I also like these other things. Yeah, I guess it's all, it all goes together. I mean, I had uh, some old Simpsons DVDs and a DVD player that would allow you to go frame by frame. So that was really yes. helpful in like learning how to animate, but also seeing like kind of the the simplicity they made stuff with. Like now they don't overthink it. Like they mm-hmm. really just get the point across. And so I think there's. I don't, I would imagine every animation studio has their own philosophy there. Like, we're the place that does it bigger and crazier and more. And other places, like, we're just going to do what's bare bones necessary, but really yeah. make it, you know, hopefully pretty or the, there's such a, probably a science to making it aesthetically as pleasing as possible. I don't know if we know that yet. What makes a human's eye drawn to it specifically? And there's that uncanny valley business too with animation. Yeah. Where something looks too real. Yeah. We're approaching that with eyes and hair and things like that. Isn't that supposed to be right over the horizon? Like, yeah, I think it was, um, like I saw Zootopia mm -hmm. and then I saw, uh, the pet one. Um, I mostly see children's movies. <laughs> I, I mostly see blockbusters and children's movies. Yeah, yeah. And um, Moonlight, that's whatever. <laughs> and la, la, la. Are they animated? <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. He is a kid for a little bit, though. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, there's a child. And, uh, but the, yeah, it's, it's, but I, yeah, that there was, because I think the Secret Life of Pets, was mm-hmm. that a Pixar movie? 
I don't think so. No, but I think it was I'm DreamWorks. Not... DreamWorks, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but Zootopia might have been a Pixar movie. And Zootopia is like the B-plot. I, I'm a big fan of the writing. Like, I want it to be whatever it is uh-huh. and, and beautiful. And, and But Zootopia, I mean, the whole plot of Zootopia was just inclusion and 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 stereotypes and racism and, and, yeah. and all the isms, right? Yeah. So... I love a story like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I need to be reminded all the time to be tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're one of those bigots that's just out there forgetting it. That's it. Always constantly thinking to myself, <laughs> what is with that blue haired dude? And uh, Jackie, did you forget about children's movies? Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Zootopia, foxes, quit judging. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's they're funny. not predators. You got to know that. You've seen too many movies by this point. Right. Quit saying that rabbits are cute. We can call <laughs> each other cute. That's it. And uh, so funny. So what, um, David Huntsberger, we're getting up, we're getting close to it. Did you know? Oh, okay. Sure. And uh, and I did yawn during it and I feel really bad about it. As but you should. I won't tolerate it. It's an outrage. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I am feeling and better. And I'm in no way offended by the yawns. Okay. Thank that you was... for having me here. Of course. I love coming into the dork forest and hanging out. Dork, 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 dork. It's at uh, Huntsberger Junk and the Space Cave is your podcast. Correct. Thespacecave.com and iTunes and all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in May, you're going to be going up and down, up and around, sort of west-ish. West-ish, up to Vancouver, then sort of down to Denver through like Utah and Idaho, and then back through, I feel like Chris Farley and, and over when he's in yeah. Wayne's World, uh, and then back through like Arizona, back to Los Angeles. Nice. Any Northern California stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah. Sacramento, uh, San Francisco, Mill Valley, uh, and, then I get, and then a bunch of stuff in Oregon and Washington. I'll be there for like a week and a half or something like that. I should hook you up. There's some sort of hippie pot town in oh. northern uh that i i did a one-nighter up there that'd that be was great just a theater really and it was yeah i'll i'll hook you up okay cool and uh the new cd you could pre-order it's gonna be is it on kickstarter now in may but yeah i think by the time this comes out it'll be on there sure okay yeah. sure and other than that just go find david huntsberger doing stand-up comedy because uh it's a delight <laughs> well thank you you're welcome and so thanks for being on the show rangers you know the rule out there take care of each other my hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?